0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys. Good morning,
0: indeed. We're picking up with a new devotional in the Bible app titled... In the Hands of a Fiercely Tender God. We're super excited about this one. There's a link to it in the description if you guys want to follow along with this. And the scripture is all up in this one, so Tori's just going to take it from here.
1: Perfect. And this is also a personal family story, so as I'm reading, just keep that in mind. The devotional is titled, Look, and it says this. The day we received my first cancer diagnosis, my husband and I sat down with our then six-year-old son to tell him the news. Jeremy shed some tears and hugged me tightly. I locked eyes with him and said, This is hard, isn't it, bud? It's not good news. But God is with us, and he turns everything for our good. Everything. So we don't need to fear. And God is going to use this in your life in amazing ways. Jeremy paused, then asked if we could read the story of the fiery furnace. My husband opened the Bible to Daniel 3. He read of King Nebuchadnezzar's intimidating gold statue, threatening edict, and furious rage at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they refused to bow down. You know how the story goes. After the men had been bound and thrown into the fiery inferno, King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, "'Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire?' yes of course your majesty they replied to the king he exclaimed look i see four untied men walking around in the fire unharmed the fourth looks like a son of the gods my husband finished the story and closed the bible and after a pause jeremy said there are four of us in this family in his suffering." A six-year-old looked and saw that God was with us in our own fiery furnace. He was given eyes to see Jesus standing with us in the flames. But we're not always so quick to see God with us there, are we? Our eyes are more easily fixed on the pain, the loss, the unfairness. We see the impossible circumstances before us, and we despair, worry, fear, or fume. God, why have you allowed this furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual? Why so much pain? Why the sting of death? In your present suffering, what are you most tempted to fixate on? Is it the apparent unfairness of your situation? Why am I afflicted while my friends are so blessed? Is it the unrelenting physical pain? The grief that your loved ones must suffer with you? The fact that there is no end in sight? One of the things I love about Christ is that he doesn't ask us to pretend we're not in the furnace. Instead, he joins us there. He knows it's blazing hot and oppressive and terrifying, and he wants to be with us in it. Isaiah 43 two says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, and the flame will not burn you. It may be difficult to look past the flood and the flame today to see Jesus clearly. He understands. He's tender to our weakness and weariness. He meets us where we are and won't leave us alone in our pain. Look, here is Jesus walking with us in our fire, and his presence will change everything.
0: Yeah, this is probably the most pivotal uh, pivotal and life-changing scripture that I've ever read. Yeah. Um, I remember it was probably about six years ago when I first heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it completely changed my walk with the Lord. And I don't want to get too deep in that. But if you ever get the urge, go read Daniel chapter 3. The three verses that stick out to me are verses 16, 17, and 18. And I'm going to tie it into this Devo in a sec, but I just can't help but share the testimony in it all, where it essentially picks up with King Nebuchadnezzar saying to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace unless you bow down and worship me. Where is your God now? And then they reply, our God is capable of saving us, verse 17. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't, we will still not bow down and worship you. Yes. And up to that point in my life, I had only worshiped God for what he did for me, not because he's worthy of my worship because he's God. And that totally changed the way I perceive things. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, if I'm going through a hard time, I'm clearly living in sin. I'm Mm -hmm. clearly doing something wrong. Right. And I need to adjust my behavior. And then I will live that Christian life Mm -hmm. where I go, I don't feel any pain, but that's totally, yeah, blessed and highly favored. like the best is yet to come which you know I love that but I have to remember that my pain and suffering is not always because of myself the world is cursed and diseased and it happens but God is in the fire with us it makes me think of that song there's another in the fire and so I just love to think about that this scripture and this story directly talks about being in the fire. Being a Christian doesn't eliminate you from the fire, from hardship, from trials, from suffering, from loss, from grief. It doesn't eliminate those things, but it does give you hope inside of those things. And that's just what really impacts me about the scripture is just understanding there's another in the fire who understands the suffering.
1: Yeah. And it's all for his glory. Like now we get to read that story and be encouraged that God meets us exactly where we're at. I mean, I remember in our trying to conceive journey so often, I had to ask myself, if God never delivers a child, will I still praise him? Will I still believe he's good? And it's so hard when you desire something so badly or your your prayers feel like, well, Lord, like my family member is sick and I know that you can heal them. And so I remember praying certain prayers and being like, God, I know that you are able but what happens when your prayer isn't answered in the way that you want it to be answered? Does that change your perspective of how good God is if he doesn't answer the way you want him to answer. And I think it's a really good like question for us all to ask is if God doesn't answer my prayer the way I want him to, even in our like labor and delivery story, there were certain prayers that I prayed that God didn't answer the way I wanted him to. But now I look back and I see where he was inside that story. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when we're in it, like when we're in the fire, when we're in the trial, it's so hard to see the Lord. And then we look back and we see him. But I think the better question and the better encouragement, the better, um, challenge really is if you feel like you are in your own fiery furnace right now, pray for the Lord to open your eyes, to see where Jesus is right now inside Mm -hmm. of it. Because man, I wish I could have seen God in so many different seasons, but I wasn't looking for him because I was only looking for him to answer the way I wanted him to answer. And I wasn't just Mm -hmm. looking for him just to look for him. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and it's either we're, we're looking for the answers that we want, or we're fixated on all the troubles around us where yeah. we, we're just like, ah, I, I can't even think yeah. about God right now. I don't have yeah. time to pray. Yeah. I'm just stressed out of my mind because this situation is so tough. Right. And we get that. You know, there's that quote about standing too close to the trees that you miss the forest. Mm-hmm. And we as believers do need to be able to take a step back yeah. and and pray for, for the eyes to see and say, God, yeah. wait, what is actually happening here? Mm-hmm. And how can I pray to not be overwhelmed by my situation, but how can I pray to find peace inside of my situation? Because even if you don't pull me out of it, I know that you are good and Mm -hmm. I know that I have eternity with you.
1: Yeah. Be overwhelmed by his presence.
0: Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. You ready to pray son? I am.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this story. We thank you for this reminder, Lord, that you are in it with us in every single season of our life, God. But you also say you are close to the brokenhearted. You are close to the weary and the broken-spirited, God. So we just pray for every listener, for every viewer out there, God, who feels like they're in the middle of their own fiery furnace, Lord, that you would reveal to them where you are, God, that you would overwhelm them with your presence and with your peace that surpasses all earthly understanding standing. God, that you would remind them that you do not leave them, that you will not forsake them, God, and that in some capacity, this situation that they are in currently can bring you glory, God, if they surrender it to you. Lord, we love you and we thank you for meeting us exactly where we are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen,
0: God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord.
1: Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece.
0: And don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow.
0: Awesome, manana.